testing, testing.
Hi, Bridget. Hi. I, uh, this is Hi. Bridget. I turned off my video connection because I thought it was, uh, I turned off my video because it was straining the connection a bit, but how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Bridget. Uh, I just wanted to call in real quick to let you know I'm just running a few minutes late. Yeah, no worries. Is, is that okay? Yeah. Hey, okay, Andy. Great. Uh, hey, Zoe. Hey. Hey. Yeah, give me a few minutes. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. No worries. If you want to reschedule, just, just shoot me an email. Uh, no, no, no. We're, we're good. I'm just just wrapping something up. I'll, I'll be back in two minutes. No worries. Thanks. Okay, I'll stay here. Hey, Bridget. Hi. Sorry about that. No worries. It happens. I'm, how's everything going with you? Are you having a good day? I am. How are you doing? Good. You know, good. kind of working my way through the to-do list of things that need to get done. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Slowly but surely, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, how's everything going? How are you? How are you doing with the pandemic and everything? Uh, it's been it's been hard, right? I mean, I think for everybody it's been hard, but um, for Nevada, it's you know we've we've continued to get into stores and and make sales, and um, so that's that's kind of been keeping me busy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been with the company for the past year and a half. Yeah, I, I remember because that's, that's about how long I've been here. I remember talking to you back then. Oh, at People? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How long you, you're, what's your role exactly at, at People for marketing? Uh, well, you know, we have like those goofy startup titles, so technically we're all cultivators, but I'm a marketing specialist. <laughs> we can just okay. call it that. <laughs> Okay, and what um what does what does everybody on your team? I remember there was was Greta. Mm-hmm. Greta was on your team, right? Yeah. So Greta's been the ma- the marketing manager, but she's actually leaving to focus more on her video production company. So she's phasing uh, out. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Um. So who's kind of gonna be? Are you gonna be taking over in the point of contact for all things marketing, or no? So that'll be that'll be Alan. Um, forgetting his name um oh my god i've known him for years <laughs> uh that'll be alan um oh alan price there we go um he's a price at people's tally so um he's going to be heading into the department or he is heading into the department now that i think about it um and then okay. we still have uh taylor cheney on our purchasing team so you already know her yeah so Taylor Cheney is still on the purchasing team, but Alan will be heading at marketing. Mm-hmm. So is there any way after this call or whenever you get the chance, you could um, you could do you could give me a um, like a a call back? Yeah, absolutely. And or I mean, like we or you guys can connect me via email. Yeah, for sure. Okay, amazing. Yeah, I can. Uh, hey I can go ahead and send you Alan's contact. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. Sorry about that, Bridget. No worries, no worries at all. Awesome. Well, I appreciate uh, you know keeping me in mind for the interview. Yeah, no, thank uh, you so because much. Because these people will see tremendously, so appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Yeah, no, we uh, we love it, and um, I will say our customers they see your display and they always want to know like what is that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, so first off, before I start, do you mind if I record this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not at all. Uh, legally, I have to ask because we're in California. So. 
Um, alrighty. Get better. <laughs> um, no worries. So let's get started. Um, Andy, can you tell the re uh, can you tell our readers about Nevada in your own words? <sighs> well, uh, Nevada is is a way of life. Um, you know, I, I start I founded it with the intention to bridge Eastern values with Western values. Cannabis has been uh, engraved in my culture for for a very very long time. And uh, I wanted to find a way to create, to make it contemporary to today's time and, and position it um, as such. Um, so, you know, we wanted to target the new consumers specifically to help them uh, transition seamlessly into experiencing cannabis for the first time. I love that. Um, and that kind of blends into our next question. So what does the name mean? So Nevada is is coined by combining two terms, new and Vada. So new means the new way, the new envisioning. And Vada is one of the three doshas. And Vada means space and air. And how we tie that with cannabis essentially is when you consume cannabis, you're kind of transcending your mind to a, a place of being in the present moment, moment, which refers to air, but you're also unlocking space within which refers to the space component. So it's a new way of unlocking space within and transcending yourself into the present moment and be more mindful. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So why did you choose to move into the disposable vape category? Well, we wanted to uh, make it convenient. We wanted to simplify the process and logistics of consumption. Mm -hmm. So the disposable element really just made it easier. It was a, a ready-to-use product out the packaging. It was portable, convenient, discreet. And keep in mind, we were specifically targeting new consumers. Mm -hmm. So they don't want the conspicuousness of consuming in public. They want something that's compact and disguisable. And we wanted to provide that offering for them. Yeah, the, uh, the Nevada vapes have such a unique look. Um, I, really, I really love it. Um, where, did, where did that look come from? Well, you know, when when uh, we wanted to launch, I realized that no one was really doing disposable pods. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the pods were taking off. Well, the interchangeable pods were taking off. You know, Stizzy did a fantastic job of capturing that market. But no one was really doing disposable pods. And I always found that pods were better than uh, the, the airflow is better, you can make it smaller, the size and parameters are just better overall. So I wanted to be the first to launch a disposable pod, and uh, you know I'm happy to say that we were the first ones to do that. Yeah. Um, something, something else that you guys did, which uh, was really unique uh, when you started doing it, which I personally really like as well, is I noticed that the, the models that you were using for your product photography actually looked like you know, who we see every day in our store, like our actual customers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that's definitely intentional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's great. You guys um, really had like a diversity of models. You saw older people. You saw, you know, professionals, athletes. Um, I always really liked that. Yeah, and you know, our marketing team does a great job. You know, specifically, our marketing director, Zoe, 
uh, she's fantastic. You know, everything related to marketing and, and, and all the values generated out of that are mainly because of her. Yeah, I mean, she's done a fantastic job. Uh, let's see. So what makes Nevada different from other vape companies? You guys, thank you. That was so nice. That, was, that made my day. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. You know, I like to I like to envision Nevada being a consumer brand for the people of all types of people. Um, a lot of cannabis companies are, I guess, constrained in their audience targeting. They try to bring back how cannabis was 10 years ago, you know, typically more so the stoner market, the OG market, if you would so call it as reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is, you know, we we want to be a contemporary brand of today's times. You know, people of color, um, all types of people in reality, you know. So we, we create that level of invitation for anyone to come and experience Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what sets us apart. We're very inviting. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So now for a personal one, you began your career as an entrepreneur early, uh, age 25, uh-huh. according to your profile on Thrive Global. So what challenges did you face as a young business owner? <laughs> well, you know, straight out of college, I had a few corporate jobs lined up, and I just I didn't feel like it was the right fit for me. I wanted to really challenge myself and really determine what my potential was. So there was a defaulting business that I acquired specifically a logistics business, and we overturned it to a profitable multi-million dollar generating business. Um, through that process, you know, I learned a lot of things. Um, structuring employment, compliance, operational systems, finance, um, taxes, right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a quick, quick learning process, and uh, there was a learning curve to adopt for sure, but, you know, I persevered through it. And, you know, it also it, it enabled me to be able to start Nevada and, and make it what it is today. That's great. Um, so do you feel that you got a head start? Um, I, would, I would like to say so, but the reality is, you know, I, I, I chose to, to pursue the entrepreneurship, and I feel like that's an option for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone can really kick off their start, right? Yeah. And and, and then head start is really subject to age. Mm-hmm. And I think it's never too late for anyone. So it's just for me, I was able to start and then and, and push myself and you know, push myself in it and I feel like anyone can do that too. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say a head start, but yeah. That makes sense. So I guess uh, thinking about cannabis entrepreneurs, so Sue Taylor of Mama Sulong, she's the one I'm thinking of, she's probably the oldest. Um, uh-oh. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah, no worries. Um, so just thinking about cannabis entrepreneurs. Huh, that's weird. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't, do you, do you know where that, uh, do, you, do you hear that high-pitched feedback? Yeah, no, it's it's gone. So you were saying cannabis entrepreneurs? Yeah, sorry, it happened uh, happened twice as soon as I started speaking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sue 
Uh, so cannabis entrepreneurs, thinking, uh, let me try to get back on track with the question. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking about the people in the industry who I've been looking at. So Sue Taylor is probably the oldest, Mama Seed Wellness, I believe she started it in her 60s, and then you're kind of the, the youngest that I've seen so far. Um, what do you think the advantages of starting young are? That's a great question. Um, you know, one thing that I have found as a common denominator between my conversations with uh, entrepreneurs that are much older than me mm -hmm. is that they are more risk averse. And, you know, at a younger age, you have the ability uh, to take more risks because as you age, um, mentally, you feel that you have a certain lifespan and you don't want to take as many risks because you can't afford it or you're conservative or there's a fear factor. Mm -hmm. So I think being younger enables you to take more risks, but at the same time, you had to be calculated with those risks. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, so what initially interested you in the cannabis industry? Because I know you started out in logistics. So funny enough, um, my passion wasn't in logistics. It was more so proving to myself of my capabilities and, and also capturing that experience of building and operating a successful business to be able to, to, to take that to do other things. But my, my passion really wasn't cannabis. Um, it helped me in college. Um, it, it did wonders for me and I was, I was always passionate about it. And once I got the blessings from my conservative family, I knew right away this is something that I wanted to pursue. Wow, that is no easy feat. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the products. What's your flavor of choice? I love the full body grape. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's very, very pleasantful. It, it sedates me well. I usually take it at nighttime when I'm in bed. It's very relaxing. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it also instills a, a sense of reflection for me. You know, I, I become more mindful and I reflect uh, in a positive note, essentially. Uh, but the full mind's great too, which is which is it's bipolar, right? Wait, sorry, um, which, uh, which the one? Full mind, uh, the strawberry full mind. Oh, okay. So that's great for for work, really. Um, you know, gets those creative juices flowing. It, it gives you a, a kick of energy. Um, and, and that's great as well. You know, I really love that. But I would say the full body is my go-to. Nice. Um, yeah, I've tried, let's see, so I've tried the tropical and the pineapple. I haven't tried those two, but I'll have to give them a go. <laughs> yeah, please do. Definitely will. So um, you mentioned that you aim towards new consumers. So tell me a little about the Nuvada consumer. Who do you picture? You know, who are they? What are they like? What are they doing? Great question. Um, you know, our consumer avatar typically is a person that is, has an active lifestyle um, that, you know, loves to really enjoy having a good time whenever, wherever, um, but also having a level of control. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why we were, we were thoughtful to craft a certain level of potency, a certain ratio between the cannabinoids and the terpenoids in order to be able to provide that experience to consumers where they're able to 
engagement standards at uh, an optimal level without it being too overwhelming or too impairing. So, you know, our, our ideal consumer avatar is someone that wants to, um, you know, stimulate their system and enhance themselves with whatever type of activity they're doing, but being responsible about it at the same time. I like that. Um, so if you could make, so Andy, if you could make any cannabis product, and we're going to pretend there are no legal limits on what you can do, uh, what would you make? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I haven't really thought about that. You know, we have some great things in the pipeline, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, uh, on a conceptual level, if I could really create anything, I think I would want to create um, a strip where you just, you know, you put it in your mouth and it's a quick onset right away and, and you feel it right away. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Those are great. And there's some like that, but there's, there's sublinguals and they take time to kick in. But I feel like if you could literally just put something in your mouth and just feel it right away and it's a controlled duration of time on how long you want to feel it, I think that's the winner right there. That would be killer. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to do, but the first Technology company to permit. crack that. Oh yeah. Let's see. Yeah, whoever cracks that is gonna make is gonna make a mint for sure. <laughs> um. So I heard you say you got some stuff in the pipeline. What's next for Nevada? Yeah. So we've been diligently working on a live resin line. Uh -huh. um, our consumers have spoken to us, and we've been receptive to provide that offering. So nice. we intend to launch our new black exclusive limited live resin line, you know, sometime in April, I would say, right around 420. Oh, I love that, right around 420. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Um, and then I read that you have a CBD line coming out as well. Um, potentially, you know, we're still, we're still, um, evaluating the CBD aspect, but we will be launching a CBD dominant line of vapes. Nice. So they'll have ratios combined with THC, but in terms of having a pure hemp derived CBD line, I think we're still, we're still figuring out is it the right direction for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited about the marijuana CBD line. <laughs> we are too, thank you. Yeah, when's, uh, when's that one due out? So we intend to launch that sometime in, in middle of this year. Ooh, okay. I can't wait. Definitely going to stock up on that. And then <laughs> it's called the Flow Series. The Flow Series. All right. Yeah. Um, are they going to be the same flavor? No, no. In fact, we're actually uh, launching new fruit flavors for the Flow Series. Oh, okay. I, can, I, I definitely can't wait then. <laughs> So as you know, we are releasing this profile in May as part of our series um, for Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about that. Um, how do you think your perspective as an Asian American and as someone who spent part of his childhood in Thailand, uh, how do you think that informs the way you do business? I think it, it, it allows me to be able to be receptive to all types of different business attitudes, mm -hmm. right? People have different levels of conditioning stemming from their cultural experiences and me being exposed to a such high level of diversity um, with all different types of races and ethnicities. 
really positions me to be able to communicate better uh, in business with almost any type of individual. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's what it is for me. Yeah, no, it's great. You guys really do speak to a huge range of people. <laughs> so what do you think Asian Americans in cannabis are uniquely able to bring to the table? Well, I don't think there's something specific that Asian Americans bring to the table that others wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think any type of person has equal abilities to bring something to the table, mm-hmm. and that's something that we really believe in equality. Um, but I think for Asian Americans, I think I think what sets us apart is. I feel we're driven a little bit more because we are going up against, you know, well-capitalized corporate corporate businesses and entities uh, in a very competitive landscape. Mm-hmm. And that's not just for Asian Americans, but that's people of color in reality. You know, minorities and people of color, uh, Asian Americans, Black Americans. You know, I think. Uh, I think uh, we have a certain level of drive knowing who we're going up against. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I guess I have a couple more questions about that. So um, as someone who, you know, is kind of leading a smaller company um, who broke into the industry, uh, what do you think you can do better than people who come from, like, a corporate background or a large company? I think we can connect with people. You know, we can bridge uh, a connection that instills a level of authenticity to the consumers. Um, we're, better, we're just able to tell our story better. We're, we're able to bond with the consumers better. Mm-hmm. So, I would, so I would say that's what, what uh, distinguishes us differently. Yeah. No, that makes sense for sure. Um, let's see. So... Um guess I was wondering what you see the future of the cannabis industry being. I know there are a lot of kind of different uh, scenarios, different ways everyone sees the industry moving. I'm wondering what you think. I think the industry is still far out in terms of its maturity level respective to other industries like alcohol mm-hmm. or tobacco. I think that maturity date is still far, far out. But what I do anticipate taking place over time is a lot of consolidation. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of, I, I, I suspect, foul play in terms of um, pricing strategies. I feel like a lot of the larger brands are going to try to squeeze out the smaller guys through pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think less and less brands are going to be prevalent in the marketplace over time. I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation and, and mergers and acquisitions activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I suspect to take place in the next several years in the industry. How do you think But accessibility... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. So accessibility is going to increase for sure, though. A lot of these cities are adopting uh, cannabis sales as part of their ordinance. And I think COVID played a big factor in, in kind of expediting that process. Mm-hmm. for cities to look at cannabis as another means of tax revenue. So a lot of these cities are o- adopting cannabis sales. I think you're going to see a lot of more storefronts opening up over time, but it's going to get to a 
a climate uh, climax uh, where there's going to be saturation uh, of that essentially. Yeah. But who knows when that's going to take place? Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. The pandemic has also changed the uh, trajectory of the system. <laughs> um, let's see, what was it? Um, oh, yeah. How do you see these industry changes affecting Nevada? <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're seeing uh, consumer patterns changing, buying patterns changing. We're seeing certain categories decline, certain categories are inclining. Mm -hmm. Specifically, consumers are demanding high-potency vapes and live resin. Mm -hmm. and flower has been, uh, been a big boost, and I think it has a lot to do with people working at home. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they have the privilege of consuming flour, and they have the privilege of, you know, just having uh, 5, 10, 10 being charged at home and wanting cartridges. And I also think um, all these new consumers or, you know, consumers that don't really participate often, I think they have graduated to become seasoned consumers and their tolerances have been increasing. So they're more inclined to go for the high potency stuff for the live resin, the dabbables. And that's what we've been seeing. Yeah. So that all makes sense. Um, I got a few personal ones for you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, so I read that you recently became a father. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> how has parenthood changed your life so far? Wow. <laughs> it's, it's definitely taken a 180 turn for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you're you're living you're living for someone else, and you have you have a an immense responsibility. Um, you know, you're just I, if you, there's a level of character development that takes place when you become a parent, mm -hmm. and it's usually for the better. For me, it's been the better. Um, I've I've become a better person. I've become more responsible. Mm -hmm. I've become more mindful of my actions, and you have to lead by example because you have you have your own blood washing you all the time and you know he's going to become a replica of you or she's going to become a replica of you to a certain extent mm -hmm. so you have to lead by example and you always have to be mindful of that so I would say that's the biggest change for me is, is leading by example because I would want my son to be a better version of myself and be a good person uh, in humanity that's great that is really great um, oh. <laughs> my heart <laughs> Uh, a different, a different family-related question. So you mentioned that you had to win over your conservative Asian family. Um, how did that go? And do you have advice for other people who have to do the same? Uh, <laughs> well, I think I had it much easier. I, I just, uh, my father is fantastic. My, my father and I have, you know, we're not, we're not too far off in age. You know, he had me when he was 24 years old, and back then there were different times. Uh -huh. And right now we have this a relationship more so like brothers like friends um but around the time when, when prop 64 came in play you know he really really saw the opportunity and he, he's an open-minded person he lived in america for 25 years so mm -hmm. you know he said you know if, if this is something that i want to pursue he would he's okay with it he thinks it's a good opportunity he believes in the industry and he gave me the green light but for the advice I have for people that won't have it as easy, mm -hmm. just be transparent, but rationalize it. You know, you've got to be able to 
to understand their thought process and really understand how to rationalize it with them well where it'll make a difference mm-hmm. you know so it's just being i guess mindful of, of how you break it down to your parents and, and how you want them to understand why you're doing this and you know more than likely they're your parents they're always going to believe in you and love you and they're probably going to go for it probably generally true. <laughs> um, let's see. So, last one. Anything else you'd like to bring up about yourself, Nevada, or anything else? So far, it's been a great time being in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's taught me a lot. Uh, it's a very, very... Uh, it's a very uh, different industry on its own, I would say relative to all different types of industries and businesses mm-hmm. and you got to be patient with it you got to understand it um it's new for everyone and we're all trial and erroring at the same time mm-hmm. but you know it's it's a blessing to be in it nevertheless yeah it really is it really is pretty cool to be in an industry that's growing so quickly <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, well that's everything from me as if there's anything else that you wanted to say or anything you wanted to ask before we go, then uh, now's your time, and thank you so much. Well, yeah, I just I just want to express my gratitude to, to you, to people who see, uh, to the entire management team there, to all the butt tenders, to the owner, Bernard. Uh, you know, people who see was one of our first accounts, and, you know, I we consider it to be our best account, and we, we intend to grow with you further. We know you guys are expanding to multiple locations, mm-hmm. and we want to ensure that we're doing our part to ensure your success in those locations well and we intend to do a lot of support uh from the marketing end um just to really really try to help increase the presence and drive traffic as well so we're excited for you guys to launch your new locations and we're grateful to be part of the process awesome yeah i didn't realize we hopped so early on that train but uh, our customers really do love it <laughs> uh you guys were yeah. one of my favorites from the beginning because uh like i was talking like i was saying to zoe earlier uh you're your photos, the lifestyle photos that you've been sending us from the beginning, actually show people who look like our customers, which is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it from me. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Andy. Likewise. Thank you, Bridget. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. It has been. Thank you so much. You have a good one. Hey, Bridget. Uh-huh. Um, when can we expect the articles? It's, it's coming out in May? Yeah, so it'll be May. Let me check right real quick to see. I believe it's coming out on the week of May 8th, is where I've currently got it scheduled. Okay, so um, will you guys just make sure to get us a copy in advance so we can take a look at it, if that's possible? Um, sure. I, well, I, uh, I can't promise anything, but I will talk to our content editor. Okay, cool. Just so that we, I mean, we just love to check it out beforehand, and if we can um, supply any photos or any kind of marketing assets to really market the blog and help encourage um, viewership, we'd love to We'd love to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything you want to send over to me would be great. Um, let's see, photos of Andy are great because we don't have those. We have some product photos, but if you guys have anything new that you want to make sure that we at least get a look at, that'd be great too. Um, let's see, I will do my best to get you a copy 
copy before publishing date. Uh, we, with the, with the, we're making a lot of changes in the department, so sometimes things happen a little uh, last minute <laughs> until we get those new processes hammered in. Uh, okay, totally understand. Yeah, we'll just, um, I'll wait to hear from you, but I'll follow up with you before May 18th and just see, um, see if you have the blog ready. Oh, yeah, sorry, that'll be May uh, 8th. Oh, May 8th. Okay, great. Um, or actually, I guess that would be, looking at it now, I guess that'd be the week of the 10th, actually, your, your challenge. Okay, cool. Well, um, thank you so much for, for the interview with Andy. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate you scheduling this. Um, and again, you guys do such a good job. Um, and thank you again so much. I cannot wait to catch you speaking. Well, thank you all as well. We appreciate you, Bridget. No, thanks so much. And you're right, we are launching, uh, let's see, it should be two locations this year. Yep, downtown and uh, Inland Empire, somewhere there, I think. We're off. Yeah, we're exactly. On Man, I can't believe you know that off the top of your head. It, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you know, we value people's lives, and, and we want to do our part to, to, to support you guys as much as possible. Well, then I'm glad I have an excuse. I'm glad I had an excuse to interview you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Zoe, I'm going to send you over uh, Alan Price's contact information, and I'm going to do my best to get this um, sent to you. Um, I might. Hmm, I'm going to get do my best to get this sent to you as soon as I can. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to hop off now, but um, Andy, uh, we'll speak later. That sounds great. Bye, okay. guys. Bye. Thanks okay. so much. All right, bye.